This is the Victory Life Today podcast with Al and Angie Berg. Together, we'll learn how to stand in victory each and every day. Live life set ablaze by faith, filled with purpose. Live life above your circumstance. And we're going to talk about long prayers versus short prayers. Okay, and this is a thing that I've noticed in the body of Christ that um, that long prayers are very important, and and most people use that. Most people, not everyone. But are long prayers more powerful than short prayers? You know, and I'm going to give you a prelude before we start this. You know how sometimes people say, "Out, oh, you know, you don't have enough faith." Uh, that's why you can't get healed. You know how they say mm-hmm. those things, and which is not true. Or that's why you're not getting what you prayed for. Well, here's a newsflash for you. Your faith without Jesus is nothing. Okay? And your faith with Jesus is everything. So, in fact, you know, I'd like to go a little bit further than this. It's not even your faith. If you're born again, it is not your faith that's operating. Look at this. It's your choice to use the faith that is inside of you, but it's not your faith. And look at this, Galatians 2.20 says, My old identity has been crucified with Christ and no longer lives. And now the essence of this new life is no longer mine, for the anointed one lives his life through me. We live in union as one. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God. It's empowered by the faith of the Son of God who loves me so much that he gave himself for me, dispensing his life into mine. It's Jesus' faith that we live by. It's his faith in us that gets things done. So we can't go around saying, you know, I don't have enough faith for, you know, it really that, that's doesn't really make sense. No, because we have his faith and that is way more than enough. I almost have to say, you don't have enough faith. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's That's true. It. It's don't. true. In and of ourselves, we don't. We don't. So we have the faith of the Son of God. We have the faith of Jesus inside of us. So when I pray, I usually end my prayers in my personal time. I use, When I make declarations and confessions, I say, I declare this by the faith of the Son of God. It is the faith of the Son of God in me that declares the word of the Father. Yeah. That's what I say. <clears throat> because it's a good way to remind yourself that it's not you alone. But it's the faith of God residing in you. And all you're doing is giving it permission to to act, giving it permission to be used. So now that we understand the power of a praying believer, we should no longer need to prove ourselves when we're praying for others. Mm -hmm. We don't have to because, in other words, we worry about if our prayers are going to get answered if someone comes on the prayer line and we pray for somebody and then it doesn't work. Don't worry about it. It's on God. Remember you had said that a long time. Lord, this is on you. I'm just standing here as a vessel. I am praying in your name with your faith. This ain't on me if I don't see anything, you know. But the truth is, something happens when you pray anyway. Something happens anyway. You know, I was doing a prayer ministry for Andrew years ago. And one morning I said, man, this is the last thing I want to do. I just don't want to do this, right? I got up to do it. Because I believe if you say to someone, you make a commitment, you're going to do something, you need to be there and do it. And you need to do it right and you need to do it on time. 
So I went out there and I did it anyway. And I was praying for people. I remember praying for people and saying to myself, that was a joke. The next one came up and I prayed for him. That was a joke because I had no faith operating in me at the time. I could care less. Wow. That evening, they all came up to me and said, wow, that was awesome. I got a miracle healing this afternoon. And I was sitting there going, huh? Because I thought it had to be me. I thought I had to be, yeah, I'm into this. I'm on it. I'm on it. It's because of me you got healed. Right. But it was because of Jesus and the words spoken. I spoke the right words, but I didn't have anything working in me. And, you know, maybe there was a whole lot more working that I don't know about. My whole point was... I felt like I wasted my time praying for these people, and I wasted their time. You know, that happens when we minister, too. Like when I, I do a, a, I have a, a teaching engagement or a preaching engagement, I'm the speaker, right? And or, or even on a regular Sunday morning, if we're ministering at church, sometimes, you know, we're human. We don't, sometimes yeah. we don't feel right or whatever. And we go anyway. We push forward. We never say, oh, I can't make it. Mm-hmm. You know, because I have a headache, whatever it is, you know. And and how many times, Al, do you feel like, you know, oh, I felt nothing. And I'm sitting there listening to you. Now, you're preaching and ministering to these people. And I'm overwhelmed by the message and and the information and the, and the laughter that you brought to us and everything. And you come down, you go, oh, that was awful. <laughs> I know, I know, I go, I've done that. Wait a minute, you don't realize that was not awful. That was really good. So we have to understand it's not us, right. you know, and our it's minds can just tell us something different and wrong. And meanwhile, it's the anointing and it's the faith of the Son of God operating through us. So. Well, you know, sometimes Christians feel like they need to pray long. <laughs> That's, you got to say it that way. Okay. And hard for the other person. Uh, we think... It sounds good to the, and it does. It sounds good to the other person. We're we're proving what we're supposed to be doing is praying for them for a healing instead of proving to them how great we are. And how great we sound. And how good we sound. You know, yes. I was in a uh, denominational church That's many, good. many years ago. And um, they had a Monday morning prayer group of men. There was maybe eight or 10 men and they were all in a circle. You know how they do. And... That we were supposed to be talking about God, but we pretty much talked about anything and everything else. But it was mostly political stuff or their, you know, what they did in their lives. It was all good. They're good people. We did talk about God, too. They were. And at the end, we would all go around and pray. So when it came to me, I would say, in the name of Jesus. And I was praying up a storm, and Lord, you know these. And we were going on, and I prayed the most beautiful prayers. I mean, they were awesome and long. Yeah. And <clears throat> these people were like denominational people. They didn't, I, I'm not putting anybody down. They just didn't pray a whole lot. So when I was walking, and everyone would go, oh, my God, those prayers, Al, that were so wonderful. Oh, my God, oh, I wish I could pray like you. And they were going on and on. And when I was walking out of the church, when it was over, and the Lord spoke to me and he says, you know, I just want you to know you're full of it. <laughs> I said, well, what do you mean? I'm awesome. You Didn't you hear those guys? And he said, you didn't mean anything you said. You didn't care. You just wanted to pray. And you knew you could do it. And you wanted to impress them. And I wanted to impress them, let them know that I'm, in case they didn't already know that I'm smarter than them. Yeah. I wanted and to make sure something. they knew. 
Yes. I'm only kidding. No, so, no, no. But that was true. That was true. That was then. true. And I was like, well, what did I do? The Lord said, look, you have to pray believing that I'm there and I am going to answer your prayer. And that's all you need to do. And you don't need these long, wonderful prayers that sound so good. Let me, let me just say something about that prayer meeting. That Their accolades and their praises of your prayer was the only reward you're going to get. That's right. No, there's no reward in heaven for that. There's just, you've got your reward. You've well, got your pat on the back. It's funny you say that because after that, I said, well, I'm not going anywhere. Because <laughs> it's a big, it was a waste of yeah. my time. But I really yeah. was trying to shift them. I was trying to show them a few things. I really was. You know, so oh it might sound good to the one that I'm praying for that right. or those guys, you know, and we... Again, I thought it sounded good to Jesus, and he was unimpressed. He thought I was right, I was right. full of it. And the length of our prayers is not what impresses Jesus. There can be power in just one word. That's right. And, well, we're um, gonna... You know, it says the uh, fervent, effectual prayer of a righteous man availeth much. It's the, the belief system, the fervent prayer. In other words, Lord, I'm believing you're going to do this rather right. than going on long and long and long and sounding good. Right. Do you know ever since then, ever since that day, when I, I'll, not all the time, but most of the time when I pray for people now, like I'll just go, I'm in the name of Jesus, I command that I problem out of you in Jesus right. name. Amen. And I walk away and they're like looking at me like, what was I that? Want, I want more. Yeah. So I literally go on after I do that, I just go on and throw a bunch of junk in there to make them happy that they got prayed for in a way because I want them to believe. Yes, but know. my point is, now when I pray for people, it's so fast and short, they, they almost even look at me like... And you know, it's the prayer of faith that saves the sick. It's not, yes, they have to believe, but the fact that they even come up for prayer is them believing. They okay? already believe. So they we came got up that established, <clears throat> okay? So now it says the prayer of faith will pray. Now it's on you, the prayer of faith, but it's the faith of the Son of God inside so, of us. So you don't have to make... It's to, on me to believe Jesus. That's right. Who is in me is going to do something for that person. Right, exactly. And you don't have to feel, you don't have to feel anything. I had a woman that came up for prayer and she said, my eye is all like screwed up. I only have one eye that works. So we were in a hotel meeting and I prayed for her and I didn't feel anything. I didn't care. It was just whatever. And she walked away and I said to myself, well, hmm, what was that? The next day she came up to me and she said, last night, you know, after you had prayed for me that night, my eye just went pow and it's perfect. So I don't know when it's going to hit. I don't know why. I just know I did my part and I prayed and, and I, I didn't pray where they understood how wonderful I am. I prayed for them because right. of what they needed. You change and you mature. I totally changed the way I pray. I pray very, very short prayers now because, you know, and, and this is a part of our teaching today, but I'll just touch on this. One day when I was praying, you know how you pray something and you, you don't see a result and you're praying and praying and praying and praying and praying. And that was when God said to me, you treat me like I need hearing aids. How many times are you going to pray for the same thing? I said, I don't know. You know what I mean? But yeah. what I was doing was I was praying and praying and praying to get God to do something. And what I needed to do was pray and believe it was done. Right. Right. Which I didn't do. Um, 
So, so go ahead. Well, you know, another thing that we do, Al, which I just thought of is when we pray, you know, sometimes I believe the other person needs to hear a little bit more than just get up and go, you know, and, and I sense it, it helps when them. I am praying for people, I do sense mm -hmm. if they need it or not. But a lot of things we do is we rehearse the problem yep. in our prayer and we almost like we remind God, like you take somebody and you're praying for them and you go, Lord, this person had this and this oh. person grew up then and this person, even if the person's not with you and you're praying for the person and then she had this, but she's a really good person, Lord. And every, and he's going, I know all and of this. And wait a minute. Then they go on, Lord, you know how great of a servant she is. And she <laughs> yeah. loves you so much. You know, don't forget, you know, in case you didn't know, wake yeah. up. This yeah. is a great servant of the Lord. In other words, you owe it to her. Right, like you're reading her resume to the Lord, and yeah. like uh, so that she'll People be. People do it all the time. Right, right. And they're really almost preaching, and they're supposed to be praying. Now you know, I don't want you to be hard on yourself because, especially if you're new at this, or you're a new believer, you're just learning these things, and you're really trying. And you know, just I suggest you step out and pray anyway. Don't let fear uh, keep you back. Just do it, and you do it if you. Pray from your heart. He's talking about praying, you know, where it, just to impress people and using those long words to that. But if you're praying from your heart and you're just learning and, you know, God hears every word and he knows what you're saying and he will answer you. So I don't want to want this to stop you from praying for people because it's really basically it's an all like about a, me thing we're talking about. It's a beginning. Yeah. That's you could start praying that way, pray whatever way you want to pray and grow and learn from what we're teaching you that you don't have to pray that way, pray all that long stuff and all of the rehearsing the problem thing. Right. It's okay, but you you need to grow and learn that God heard it the first time. God's already done all of this. He knows what you're going to pray before you pray it. Right. And that's you, another point. That's okay. a whole other point. So okay, well right. let's let's go to Acts nine. Uh, we begin with verse thirty six. Now there was a follower of Jesus who lived in Joppa. Her Aramaic name Tabitha means gazelle. She lived her life doing kind things for others and serving the poor. But then she became very ill and died. After the disciples prepared her body for burial, they laid her in an upstairs room. When the believers heard that Peter was nearby in Lydia. They sent two men with an urgent message for him to come without delay. So Peter went with them back to Joppa, and upon arriving, they led him to the upper room. There were many widows standing next to Peter, weeping. One after another showed him the tunics and the other garments that Tabitha had made to bless others. They were widows, so Tabitha was making clothing for the, these widows, and that's why they were distraught. Peter made them all leave the room. Boy, that's really nice. You know, he just says, just go out. Okay. You gotta, then, you know, that's another thing. You got to get all that unbelief out of the room. Yeah. You it don't does need hinder it. unbelievers who don't believe a word of what you're going to say. Right. They are to help you. Right. Exactly. I'm sorry. So that's okay. So then he knelt down and prayed. Turning to the dead body, he said, Tabitha, rise up. Good At word. once... She opened her eyes, and seeing Peter, she sat up. Now, Peter was the one praying here, and he said three words, Tabitha, rise up. Oh, well, rise up. Remember I, who I said, I said two as in rise up. Oh, yeah. Okay. Remember who Peter was? Oh, you remember who Peter was? Sure. That man never shut his mouth. 
he always said the wrong thing at the wrong time. He was like this, had this loose uh, vocabulary, which is every anything he he said he would tell his every thought. Like he would not keep anything to himself. It got him into into trouble many times. But he didn't think before he spoke. Peter, he was overly eager. He was spontaneous. He was uh, he became impulsive. He was impatient. He was headstrong. I mean, this is just one of his weaknesses, you know. I mean, have you ever said something, Al, that you didn't think through? And as a result, you ended up confused. You didn't understand the negative outcome, you know, and then regretting it once you realized your error. I mean, we've all gone through that. We've all been there, including Peter. But once he received the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, which is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Okay, now you have that empowerment. Empowerment. It's a it's a filling of the Holy Spirit. We've talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit several times on these shows. And now that he was filled with the Holy Spirit, he knew the power he had within him. And he knew it was by the faith of the Son of God that he could do this. So he knew it wasn't necessary to pray for an hour. You know, it wasn't. he knew it wasn't necessary. One or two words would do it. And in this case, three. And yeah. she wrote, Tabitha, rise up. And, and he had no, there was no unbelief there. He just knew. That's all I have to say. Oh, it's so awesome. You know, I was praying um, and I was saying, my immune system is strong and healthy. And, and, and then I said, you know what? I'm not doing this right. I said this. I said, I command my immune system to be strong and healthy. Not a whole lot of words. Right. But it was, I, What I do is I go, immune system, you be strong and healthy. I talk right, you be strong and healthy. I mean, it's not, you know, well, you know, the way you were created, an immune system. I know, know. Lord, some people are created differently. They got a better immune system than I do. So I'm asking you if you think it would be a good idea. As long as it's not on Sunday, you might be busy. You might be in church. So I'm going to pray. No, he told you to speak to the mountain. You tell your immune system what you want it to do. You know what right. I mean? Read the next one out because this is really cool. Matthew eight fourteen. And then Jesus entered Peter's home and Jesus. found Peter's mother-in-law bedridden, severely ill with a fever. The moment Jesus touched her hand, she was healed. Immediately she got up and began to make dinner for them. He didn't say anything. He didn't say a word, not a word. And you gave me another scripture before the show. You said the scripture says, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. It doesn't say lay hands on the sick, pray, and they shall recover. And this is what Jesus did. He just laid his hand. I was in this church and the preacher lined all the people up to pray for him. And he went and he just touched them. And, and he said, that's all I got to do. Yes. And they walked away yes. and they were all like, oh, I didn't get prayed for. No, that's what it said. What he was doing was he was releasing the anointing. And that's what I've been doing. I've been learning so much about that and releasing the anointing to people. And what that does is the anointing, we have so much power and people don't even realize it. And the anointing we have can be released into any person. And when the anointing hits that person, the demons leave. Satan has to keep them deceived. Right. If he could keep people deceived as to what they have and think they don't have something yeah they won't use it because you are way more powerful than than the devil of course in god using the power of god using jesus name and when i say use jesus name i'm gonna throw this real fast at you 
Um, don't say in Jesus' name. Say in the name of Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God. And I don't know if we have time for this one, but I have a whole story about all of that. Yeah, maybe, but but it's true because I even say, let's. I I pray this in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whose power no foe can withstand. There's a lot of people named Jesus. Right, right. There are. You wouldn't think so, but there's a lot of people named Jesus. So what Jesus? I know. Now, I want to continue this. I'll read this. All right, go ahead. That evening, the people brought to him. Now, this is continuing the story. Uh, many who were demonized, and by Jesus, look at this, only speaking a word of healing over them, they were totally set free from their torment, and everyone who was sick received their healing. You know, you One could, word of healing. You could interpret it as one word, and all he could have said or was, be healed. Yeah, be healed. No, get out. Spoke to the demon. Get right, out, or right. just out. right. You know what I mean? And again, Al is talking about this. He, it stems from a heart of believing and knowing who you are in Christ. Well, you don't need to pray all those prayers. You know who you are. You know the power within you. That's all it takes. In Acts 3, 6, there was a man. He was unable to walk from birth. And Peter and John were there. And they say, look, silver and gold I don't have. But what I have, I'll give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, go and walk. You know, I have to say, this is authority. They took authority over this. Go and walk. Get up, take your bed, and go. The Bible says the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead dwells in me, dwells in Al, and dwells in you. And that spirit quickens your mortal body to healing. I always speak that to my body. The, the, you know, the spirit is living in me, and it quickens my mortal body to healing. Know who you are and know what you have. You know, God is looking at the heart when you're praying. Again, I said that. And don't get all messed up in what we're trying to teach. We just, we just want to say that if you have the right, coming from the right foundation, that you don't need to pray a river of prayers for others, you know? And, and, and when he sees that you're not really praying to impress others, you know, it, it, that's good. So we're just saying, just be real. Just be real. But remember, you're praying with the faith of the Son of God. You know, I've um, been on these uh, as prayer minister many times. And people come up all around you. And they come up to me and I'm like, be healed, next. Be healed, next. Be healed. And these other people around me, they got one person the whole night that they're praying and praying and praying yes. and praying, 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 praying. And I guess they figure, well, if I pray hard enough and long enough, something will happen. And maybe something does happen. I don't really know. I, 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 that's not my, my whole thing is I don't need to do that. God knows who that person is. Right. He knows me. I have the power of God in me. When I speak to that person or when I pray for him, I, I normally pray a normal type prayer for them. Okay. Um, but I don't make this a big deal. Like, oh, you God. Know, can I say something just to make it clear? Some people, like people in wheelchairs, or I'm just saying, I, I don't know, just or other people who are just really new at this, they need to be ministered to a little bit longer. That I will do. Yes, I will minister to them, and I'll talk to them, and I'll tell them things, and I'll explain things to them. But when I pray for them, it's a relatively short prayer. But exactly. I do educate them as to what they have. That's really important. Because when they tell me what the problem is, yeah, this guy come up and he said, you know, he said I have a stroke and had a stroke and I got this and that and that. And I said to him, 
you're already healed. And he was looking at me and he said, now, I understand you're suffering from the symptoms, but actually what I said was after I pray for you, you're already healed. But if you don't feel healed, you are healed. What you have is a lie. And he was like, oh my God, yes, that's see, awesome. And a lie see. can be very convincing. So um, yes, that, this is the way we minister to them. I always do that. I'll say, look, yeah, this is what the Lord to. You know, you got to understand what when I pray for you, what's going to happen. That I do. And yeah, that'll take absolutely. as much time as necessary. Right, right. Because people need to, you know, my people perish for lack of knowledge. That's what it says. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. Be sure to hit that subscribe button for new episodes each week. Learn more about us and find tons of resources that will help you grow your faith at victorylifeministries.org.